Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And we've got a patron-chosen episode for you guys today. Very exciting. And if you want to jump straight to our recap, check out our timestamps in the episode notes Mm. and navigate to wherever you... We're simply never going to not talk for 20 minutes up top. We're just never (laughs) going to do it, but you don't have to listen. You don't have to listen to it. You can skip it. There's links in the episode notes because I gotta know if anything scary happened to us this week. Gotta know. Well, it was scary not being here for last week's episode. It was scary. scary. I hate it. Oh, I hate it. I hate it when you're not here. I hate I hate it when you're not here, Emily, because I need to know what your reaction the whole time I'm thinking, what would Emily think? Well, I I listened. (laughs) And so, and what did what did you think? I mean, what did you think about the masks, <laughs> the anti-masker that Kevin Williamson? I did think you raised an interesting and valid point, Henley. That it does, it, I, I does make me wonder. Um, <laughs> does make me wonder. Um, but that was scary. I hate to be, I hate to be away. But I'm going to talk about something else. Do it. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to talk about this. <laughs> No, don't apologize. But it's I just what's know. going on with me, which is that um, okay, I I I changed my hair recently. Wait, I want to know, Emily. Okay, I changed my hair recently <laughs> because sometimes you got to just change your hair, and it's and also, fucking fine to do. Also, Emily, it looks so good. Thank you. I just you. need to start this by saying, if anyone who's listening doesn't know what Emily looks like, she looks dang good. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I used to have very, very, very blonde hair. I had like bleach blonde hair, platinum blonde hair for many years. And I loved it. I, I love it. It's to this day, it's my it's my favorite way for my hair to be. But guess what? It's really damaging to your hair and it's expensive and it's a lot of upkeep. And it's just like a, it's a lot. And I hit a point where I was like, my hair is telling me it's time to move on and I'm going to. Uh, listen to it. it. It took me a while to listen to it, but I decided to listen to it. And it's I like change. Changing your hair is such a fun way to like feel different. It's easy. It's hair. It's temporary. You can do fucking anything to it. It'll grow back, whatever. So I went for a big change. Dyed my hair very, very dark brown. And you know, it's always scary to do a big change. There were a couple days where I would look, every time I'd catch a reflection of myself, I'd be like, holy shit, like I would like get scared. You know, it was like, so, yeah, who there's is that lady? Stranger in the house. Stranger in the house. I think about that myself when I get my nails done. I look at my hand and I think, whose hand is that? Whose and hand is that? I, I can only imagine <laughs> who's if your hair is different. That, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all fine. You know, that's part of it. That's fine. That's good. Whatever. Who cares? I have to tell you guys, you know some of this already. Sam, I think you know more of it. The craziest fucking thing has been happening, which is that I have had truly so many people that I work with, all of them being women above the age of 50, Mm. 
letting me know how much they don't like it. <laughs> what? Wait, no. Oh, what? Well, just yes. be just being like, oh, you changed your hair. Why? Yeah. No. So there's been so it started with a lot of that. It started with a lot of like, Gee, oh, you change you change your hair. Yeah. Why? Why? No. Um, then a little more direct, I got some. Um, oh, the blonde was so sophisticated. So I got some of that. Sophisticated. sophisticated. I got some of that. Um, I got. Then I, I also started getting a few days after the the first day showing up with, which is also it's like you know that you're always like nobody is thinking about you as much as they're thinking about you. But right. in this case, I was like, why the fuck is everybody thinking and talking about my hair? Like it like felt yeah. so crazy. So then I, I got a couple days of. People, women that I work with coming up to me being like, I really like your hair with a tone of like, fuck everyone who says you look nasty. <laughs> like it was so obvious. Like it was like, I'm going to give you a compliment because everybody hates how bad your hair looks. <laughs> and then it sort of has died down. It's been a couple weeks, you know, whatever. This is what I look like now. Fucking get over it. <laughs> and then on Friday, I hadn't, I have not told this to you yet, Sammy. On Friday oh, no. night, a woman who I do not know. I do not know this woman's name. We do not work in the same department. I don't know what department she works in. Walks right up to me at the end of the day. And it took me a second to process what she had said because she said it to me in Spanish. So what she said to me was, this is this is a direct translation. You were prettier with your hair blonde. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. These she walks to shut the right fuck up. up to me and says you used to be prettier with your hair blonde. And I'm like, <gasps> what am I supposed to say to this? Why what? <sighs> Why do I need to know that you think this? What do you expect me to do about it? Why do I care that you think this? And you don't know her. And I don't know you. Whoa. And I, I, it's as if the vibe is as is if I have above, like. Is she above 50 as well? Yes. It is that I have like. It's hmm. feeling as if I have like offended these people by changing my hair. That they need to let me know that I have disappointed them. <laughs> I'm so mad because it's they're so weird, objectively wrong. They're Thank also objectively you. wrong. And they're yeah, also really like, crazy. Doesn't fucking matter. Maybe, maybe my, maybe I look really ugly it's right now. So but, weird and, but to comment. Cares? It's so weird to comment. It's so weird to comment. It's like they think that they have some kind of ownership over you when they literally don't even know you. It's and, so and weird. Even if they did, they have no ownership over. Me. It's just like, Right. No, You're no, of course, you are of like, course. It's so, it is so, it has been, I've never experienced anything like it. It has been so completely insane. It has happened, I'm, t I'm telling you, I'm telling you seven, I think seven or eight different people. Wow. I'm, my mouth is just agape. I truly <laughs> can't close my jaws. I can't, close my, I can't close my mouth. It's on the floor. My jaw's on the floor. I feel so exposed and vulnerable in a workplace, no matter what. It's, oh and my the God. idea of being in a workplace where someone is commenting on my appearance Physical that much, appearance. In, in a way to, to tell you that it's bad. <laughs> gives me heart palpitations. It's, it's been, I, I, I just, I can't. It's like so. That's why I was like so stupid to like get on the podcast and like talk about my 
hair, but um, whatever. But it's it's mainly just that this has been it's been the strangest thing to experience over and over again. These women being like, I don't like your hair. It's like, great. I don't because, like, what the fuck okay. are you supposed to say? Like, what do you say back? Like, oh, oh, you know what? You're. Let me go back and just dye it blonde again for you, for you specifically. Yeah, honestly, Emily, this makes me want to cry. It's it makes like me want to so cry. <laughs> rude. It's so rude. And it was like the week I got back from work after New Year's, and had I was also dealing with like immediate wedding stress and like being back at work. And I dyed my hair, and and everyone told me that it was disgusting. I was like, I am. I want to go home and die. <laughs> like I would just like to go home and be dead, and yeah, not exist in this space. Yeah, um, just evaporate the rest of my life. into mm. thin air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just been a weird time. But you know what? This one on Friday, because it was so surprising and so rude. Like just this thing you can't say to someone. Like it's just like yeah. so rude. It all. I, now I'm like, I'm going to dye my hair fucking jet black. Like I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to give myself Courtney Cox from Scream 4 or whatever. <laughs> terrible bangs. I'm going to dye my hair black. Fuck you. I'm going to have the worst hair you've ever seen. Just I kind of want I would want it to be black. I think you would look good with that. I want to go up to that woman and be like, "What the fuck is your problem?" I now I'm like, "What is yeah. your problem? What is her problem? What do we think her problem is?" I think that there's something. I bet that but it's not um, just one lady. It's like eight ladies. <laughs> Emily, it's because they're okay. <laughs> they're jealous of your youth and your beauty. <laughs> <laughs> they're like i think they like are like mad i squandered the ability to have blonde hair or something they're like disappointed in me it's really weird you guys i don't know it who cares like you know a deep-seated um patriarchal thing they're dealing with and maybe their own maybe life. i can't say i'm enjoying it no it sounds really annoying and <sighs> i'm sorry that 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 has been happening and they're obviously completely wrong. You look gorgeous. You do. I love your hair. Thank you. But just the greater point is that it's okay if I don't, but it's not okay to tell me that you think that. Either way, it's like, keep your thoughts to yourself. We just cannot be telling people what we think about their physical appearance. um, if If we don't know them, if they haven't asked for that if it's not kind we just simply can't be doing it we can't be doing it and a lot of people are doing it i've just i haven't i haven't had that experience in a long time and so it does feel shocking but yeah people i guess are still doing that they're still doing that (laughs) people are still doing that and they gotta stop they they really gotta stop so that's i guess it's kind of scary that people are still doing that yeah i don't love it and it's a little scary so well, how about how about you guys? Henley, are you too are you too seething mad to even say a thing now? <laughs> I've been, Steam I've coming been, out of her ears. <laughs> I've been racking my brain for anything interesting to talk about. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing to offer. Um Silas got the stomach flu. That was pretty oh, scary. God. We watched um uh Kiki's delivery service and mm, I need to see that one. Yeah, we've we just watched Miyazaki films for uh like thirty six hours straight and while I placed towels and bowls around him. Towels and bowls. 
I'm never to catch as much vomit. (laughs) Yeah, I guess when you're too, you decide you have to vomit and you just go for it. Yeah, it's any. Well, he he vomited all over your bed, didn't he? he, That's scary. Well, he first started by vomiting. Well, he woke up from his nap a little earlier than usual and he was moaning, going, mommy. But to be honest, he does this a lot. So I was like, this is a little more extreme than normal, but kind of on par. Is he just being dramatic? And so I brought him into my bedroom and we're like cuddling on the couch together. And he's like waking up (laughs) or wait on my bed, which I got to tell you, white sheets, white duvet, (laughs) white comforter, white everything, white blanket. (laughs) Why do I do this to myself? And, um, uh, Oh yeah, then you before I know it, he's just throwing up literally all over my bed. I'm like, oh. how do I get to my phone as quickly as possible so I can text him that this has happened so I can force him to come home <laughs> um, ASAP as I'm like trying to hedge the difference between like comforting him, but also like controlling where the vomit goes. <laughs> yeah. And um, then from then on, it was like, a good solid 12 hours of vomiting and um uh baby may is also sick she has some kind of cold situation it's different than the um stomach flu she sounds like a little pug she's very <laughs> she's like <laughs> She sleeps in a little bassinet right next to our bed and I, we sleep like face to face, like mm, over the cute. course of the night, I put her on her back and she likes her face is up. And then over the course of the night, she like scoots, 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 and then faces me and I'm facing her so I can like uh, comfort her throughout the night too, you know? Yeah. And so by the end of the night, we're like this, like face to face like this. And her little face is in front of mine going... <laughs> <laughs> making like the grossest little pug noises you've ever heard um and so i'm like funny. Sn- like fully sucking snot out of her nose every you know eight <laughs> hours using the frida nose sucker anyone who's a parent is very familiar with the frida nose sucking machine do you think it would work on a cat <laughs> yes you should get one and oh my god that just sucks it right up you just you suck it right out yeah what do you think is the difference in nostril size between a cat and a tiny baby not a lot <laughs> not a lot at all negligible <laughs> <laughs> honestly you should get one they're at target they're I'm at your Googling. local drugstore frida nose sucker for cats you don't even need it for cats i'm pretty sure it would work on bunk bunk. has just also he's had a stuffy little nose for months now and i had a sinus infection and i just feel like we're both little little stuffy guys Mm, you should get one nasal aspirator for cats it's a thing all right i'll get it i'm sure he'll love that Good luck, though. It's much harder than it even is with babies. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would imagine so. <laughs> Bunk is at least trained for his inhaler, so he's like used to me putting a thing on his face. So You have to have them keep their heads still for a period of time. So you can, mm, yeah. you know, so that would be the challenging part. You can use a, a baby aspirator on a cat's nose, but in my experience, it is not very effective and most cats don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine any cat liking it. You'd have to really hold his head in one place. Yeah, he's not, he's not going to like that. But, you know. Well, sp- speaking of, uh, my cats, my boys, my sons turned eight this past weekend. Wow. Big, 
strapping eight-year-old men. What is that in human years? I don't, I don't know. think there is quite a a thing with cats like like dogs. Not I don't there even isn't know what like it is a, with dogs. Seven years, I think is, but I, but I think that's even not entirely accurate. I think cats in on like on average live longer than dogs. Yeah, depending. Um, but cats can live into their twenties, and I feel mm-hmm. like most dogs are teens. Live into their teens, teens. early teens. Yeah, unless you're a Chihuahua, and then you can live to be like eighteen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, But I had a scary thing happen. I did a bad thing. So this is a PSA. Mm. (laughs) So so no one does the bad thing that I did, which is that it's not related to Mac and Bunk turning eight. We're changing gears here. Okay. Which is that there was a bee on my doorstep for like a day, like a full 24 hours. I kept passing it as I went in and out of the house and noticing and the the second day that I saw it, I went out and was checking if it was alive. And it was, but it was, you know, just not really moving around a lot. And so I had heard that you can give them sugar water and that that can sometimes um, they're just like exhausted and they need energy to be able Aww. to fly again. And so I made some sugar water. I looked up like bee hmm. sugar water and I made some and put a little spoon out for her. I guess all worker bees are female in Mm. all my research. Mm -hmm. And I left it out there. And then when I came back, she had like fallen into it and was covered in sugar water. And so she couldn't fly again. And uh, I looked up, can you wash a bee? And you can't. (laughs) Oh, Sammy. I felt so bad. I really, really... Wanted to help her. I really love bees. And so anyone... Can you anyone, wash a bee? I was like, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put her in some water. Um, but so I moved her onto some flowers for her to live out her final days. And the Aww. PSA is that in, in now doing further research, it's better to just try to move them onto flowers in the first place. <laughs> um, mm, so they can sure. eat from the flower without the risk of getting... Um, their wings stuck together. And mm. if you do have to give them sugar water, just give it like a teeny tiny little drop and like supervise the feeding to supervise. make sure it doesn't get its wings sticky. This is inspiring me to be a goddamn beekeeper. I would love to be a beekeeper. Sammy, you would be really good at that. Don't tell them about this incident, but other no, no, no. No, this is a learning when, experience. When applying. When applying. It's a, that's a learning experience. <laughs> I did work on a documentary about murder hornets, which I learned a lot about bees during that experience. And film, they filmed a lot of beekeepers. And it just seems like a very peaceful thing. And I just feel like if you had bees, you would be happier, you know? <laughs> I think that. I think it's just true. Can't anyone just, like, be a beekeeper, though? Couldn't I just, like, get into that if I wanted to? You probably some, like, could, because I feel like there's space there. I'm just like, yeah. where, would I, where would I keep bees? No, you need space. You need space. But I'm but thinking about... But I do think, yeah, anybody can kind of probably do it. If you have it. a yard, if you have a yard, you can do it. Yeah. Any beekeepers out there, give us your tips and tricks. How'd you get yeah. into it? Are mm-hmm. you allowed to just get some bees mm-hmm. in where your do backyard? Where do you get bees? Where do you get bees? You probably have to find another beekeeper to like mm. get you started. Are there any like um like what's the like like 
community gardens, but like community beehives. Can you like join a group? There should be. There should be because bees are extremely important to the environment. I and bet there's some sort of community beehive situation in LA that you could join. I'm going to look into it. I am going to join the handbell troop and I'm going to start a goddamn community <laughs> beehive in Greenwich, Connecticut. <laughs> and and you'll never and see club. me again. You'll never see me again. <laughs> What's Henley doing? She's either with her bees or bells or books. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's our Hadley. That's our Hadley. Bees, bu- bees bells, books. If, not, if I'm not being, I'm belling. And if I'm not belling, I'm booking. And if she's not doing any of those things, she may be with her baby. <laughs> those are the last. Last in the yeah, line. She first check the bees, then check the bells, then check the books. Then check the babies. <laughs> Uh, um, okay. Should we get into this week's episode? Yes. Yes. This week we are going to be recapping the people under the stairs came out in 1991. As I said, Mm -hmm. the patrons chose this. Um, so thank you patrons. I'd been curious about this one for a while. It was written and directed by Wes Craven. Starring Ooh. Brandon Quinton Adams, Everett McGill, Wendy Roby, AJ Langer, Sean Whalen, and Ving Rames. And uh-huh. it is available to rent on VOD. Have you guys heard about this movie before? I have not. I haven't, but I've seen so many people ask us to talk about it. It's definitely something that's come up before. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one that I, I mean, I guess it came out in 91. So we were little babies. Babies. Um, so I obviously don't remember it coming out, but I have heard about it over the years and have been meaning to check it out. And I really enjoyed it. The People Under the Stairs has a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, 57% on Metacritic, 6.4 on IMDb. Budget was $6 million. It made $31.3 million. And before he died, Wes Craven was working on developing this into a TV show. And I guess that is you know, not happening anymore. But Jordan Peele is currently producing a remake with Monkey Paw. I I don't think he's directing, but um, so there might be another People Under Hmm. the Stairs coming soon. Okay. So that's kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Wendy Robin and Everett McGill were cast after Wes Craven saw them on Twin Peaks. They're a married couple in Twin Peaks. And they are excellent in this. Wendy Roby says this movie was some of the most fun she's ever had on a film set and one of her favorite projects she's ever done. Wow. Just in contrast to some actors' rights violations that we sometimes talk about. It's nice to hear when someone has a really nice time on set. That is nice. I think it unfortunately might be one that's worse to hear about than to see. Damn. Yep. Because it's Mm -hmm. like early 90s kind of has still some of those 80s vibes where the tone is actually pretty silly, but the content is pretty disturbing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So without you seeing the like unhinged, crazy performances, it might just sound very scary. (laughs) So we'll we'll, um, keep that in mind. People have warned us about this. I've ignored the warnings. I've tried to say as oh, disconnected as I haven't seen any warnings about this one. Yeah, I didn't either. I kind of didn't know that it was going to be too dark. I think the one we had Carl Tart on, he was like, the people in the scares scared me. I feel oh, like I remember yeah, him yeah, saying yeah. that. Yep. And I feel like 
maybe did we watch like one of the documentaries we watched? They mentioned people under the stairs. I just feel like I've heard about Mm. this movie periodically throughout our podcasting and it's made me worried. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Good luck to us all. Good luck to us all. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. We all come home after a long day of work and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops. 
because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So I will say a trigger warning for child abuse. Uh-huh, oh, no. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. But we begin with a tarot reading and Ooh. we're seeing some tarot cards being laid down. This is, we're hearing the voices of a brother and sister, Ruby and Fool. She pulls up the Fool card and says how that's him. And, you know, we look at the Fool card. There is someone looking like he's almost dancing at the edge of a cliff. Is that what how you would describe it, Emily? It's like you're you're kind of moving through life not looking unaware of the dangers yeah around you. It, and it can it's like not necessarily a bad thing. It's like mm-hmm. a nice um ignorance is bliss type of thing. But anyways, so this is maybe how he's gotten his nickname Fool. This is our protagonist. His real name is Poindexter. Mm-hmm. Really cute, but everybody calls him fool after the tarot. This reading. is the little boy, yeah. In the trailer, he looks yeah. really cute. He's very cute, and he's uh, he says later that he's thirteen. I would have guessed eight. Oh my god, I would have guessed really young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thirteen year olds are really small. It's crazy. Thirteen is small. Well, it also can really vary. Kids can it look can. very different at thirteen. It's true. Yep. Uh, so we go into the rest of the house and we see that Ruby and Fool's mother is sick in bed and they can't afford the treatment for her. And we meet a guy named Leroy. This is Ving Rames. Ving, uh, Leroy tells Fool that they're also, because they're kind of like whispering to each other, trying to communicate something that they don't want Fool to hear. Leroy doesn't care about protecting Fool's feelings or anything. So he's like, oh, you guys are being evicted because you're late on your rent and you don't have enough money. He asks Fool if he's got any money to chip in. Fool says no. And Leroy says, well, I know where you can earn some. Mm. Uh, we also have have heard about the landlords of this building that are evicting them are the called the Robesons, and they own like fifty buildings in the area, and they're just basically waiting for everybody to move out so they can tear them all down and build office buildings, type of thing. Evil landlords, uh, very unsympathetic to everyone's unique situations that whatever like they don't care that she's uh, needs to be in the hospital and whatever so don't like these landlords and so Mm -hmm. now we cut to the landlords in their big fancy house 
being very casually racist, being like, uh, we need to clean up this neighborhood. It's getting disgusting. They're white, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) And um, they're referring to the black families that live in the building. And they're just like, we need to get this neighborhood nice and cleaned up and just real, real villain shit. Mm hmm. And they have a daughter named Alice, who they are also just being really mean to right off the bat. Just she comes in and brings them dinner and they are just yelling at her like, watch where you're going. Don't step on that or whatever. They're just being assholes to her as well. Mm. Now we go back to Fool and he is walking into his building and the set design on this is honestly like Bo is afraid. This is like the neighborhood is like as if there's like dogs jumping out and like like fighting each other. It's like as if all of your anxieties of like, oh, oh man, <laughs> like, oh God. And there's just danger at every turn. I, it just like really reminded me of the Bo is afraid opening. But he goes into this apartment. I think maybe it's his sister's apartment. It's not the one that they live in. But uh Leroy and his sister Ruby are there and Leroy tells him that he's found the landlord's address and has heard that they have basically like treasure, like coins that they were going to sell that are worth a lot of money. I can't remember how he learns this, but he knows that they have some money in this house and wants to rob them. Mm. And Ruby tells them to leave leave it alone. She doesn't like that house. There's weird stories about them and it's not a good idea. But it seems like Fool is being manipulated to feel like he needs to step up for his family because they're in a mm. like tight financial situation. So he secretly agrees to do this. Uh, back to the Robeson's house. Mrs. Robeson is feeding their daughter, Alice. Alice is also like 13. Mrs. Robeson and Mr. Robeson call each other mommy and daddy. And Ew. <laughs> mommy. And, and so mommy is feeding Alice and is like, do you love your mommy? And she's like, yes, ma'am. And she says, yes, ma'am. What? And she says, yes, ma'am. I love my mommy. And it's very disturbing. Ew. Ew. She's take clearing away her plate and starts yelling at her. Where's your fork? And. Alice is clearly very afraid of her and immediately starts panicking and saying, oh, I think I just I just dropped it. It's over here. Crawls on her hands and knees into the corner of the room. And one of the vent covers, grate covers, comes off and a very pale hand with long, nasty fingernails reaches out and hands her a fork. And she like taps the hand like with like a nice little pat, like, thank you, and like closes it back up. Okay. Well, that's unexpected. <laughs> yeah. And then uh the dad comes in and the mom is is saying like Alice has been so bad. She's been feeding that thing in the wall again. What's in the wall? <laughs> and uh then the mom says to the dad or the dad starts like taking off his belt and she says, remember not to bruise her face as she w- walks out. And the dad <gasps> says, bad girls burn in hell. And we cut away from that. So oh, pretty, Jesus Christ. pretty horrible. 
now we're seeing outside Leroy and Fool and one of their friends, Spencer, are scoping the house. They've got their van outside and they're kind of watching their movements and nobody's really coming in or out of the house. So they make Fool go to the front door dressed as a Boy Scout saying that he's selling cookies. He knocks on the door and... Mommy answers it. <laughs> no, mommy. Wait, does she not have a name? She just. I mommy? could call her Mrs. Robinson. She does not have a name. And I'm. No, DB, I want you she's, to call her mommy. She's credited uh, as. It's probably a word Henley hears too much. I don't think she wants a oh, negative. Oh, that's a good point. No, I I thought that to myself, and then I thought, no, I'm just not going to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to think about it. Fool goes up to the door. She answers and is not letting him in saying, no, thank you. No, sorry. We don't want anything. And immediately slams the door in his face. So he, he asks if he, if he can come in and use the bathroom, she says no. So they switch tactics. And now Spencer is dressed as a gas company worker and goes up and says, I need to come in and check your gas meters. She says they're not inside. And he says they, we have on our list here that they are, And we can call the police if you don't let us in. (laughs) But Spencer's a white guy. And so I feel like she's like a little Mm. less racist, rude Uh to him. Yeah. And is like, thinks like, oh, we can all be freely racist here. So she's like, you know, there's just been so much more crime in the area. You you, the neighborhood's really changing. So you got to be careful who you let in. And he's like, I totally understand. So she lets him in. Leroy and Fool are still in the van and Leroy's getting really antsy being like, he better not take those coins for himself. He's going to steal all the coins. Doesn't trust Spencer. Uh, But we're watching the house waiting for Spencer to come out. Spencer does not come out. Oh. And eventually Mrs. Robeson gets, comes out, gets in her car and drives away. Oh. So they decide to break in to see go find Spencer and fool as they break in the first door there's like so many security doors it's like the front door opens into this little front room that has a big metal door that they're prying open and then the next room Ooh. has another metal door a thousand red flags so you're calling really, the FBI immediately <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, they need to be getting the FBI on this <laughs> Fool is saying, like, I don't think this is a good idea. He says, it's the... I wrote down this quote because it really threw me. He says, it's the first day of my 13th birthday. That could be bad luck. The first day of your 13th birthday, Fool? You only get one day. Was that (laughs) the day after his birthday or the first... The day of his birthday? I think what he means is the first day of his 13th 13th year. year, But it just kind of made me laugh. First day of my 13th birthday. Hmm. Anyways... uh. And Leroy tells him he gets it. It is it is unlucky regardless because you're too old to get tit and too young to get pussy. <laughs> uh, wow. Way too old to get tit. <laughs> Way too old. Yeah. Oh, you know, 13, the exact age where you're too <laughs> old to get tit and too young to get pussy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just precisely in between those two things. Just right there. You've just arrived. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
yeah, 13. That's what we all remember 13 as. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so they break past the second security door and Leroy's feeling really proud of himself. And then a Rottweiler runs and charges mm. at them. Big old mm. guard dog attacks Leroy. Uh, they struggle with it for a while, but are eventually able to lock it in the previous room that they have just come through. So, but now that's blocking the way they got in. So I'm just thinking, well, that's probably not great. Mm -hmm. So now they're in the kitchen. There's locks on everything, on all the cabinets. It's a very, the house is grungy. It's pretty gross inside. It's like messy and everything looks really old and dark and they're just feeling like it's got a weird vibe in here. They're hearing some noises in the walls. Leroy says, nice to know rich people get rats too. We think it's probably not rats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he hears some steps overhead and thinks that's Spencer. I'm going up there. Make sure he's not getting those coins for himself. So Leroy goes upstairs while Fool is Fool stays downstairs and Fool finds a cellar door, like a base goes down into a basement under the stairs. Oh no. <laughs> and he finds Spencer's clipboard. He had like a gas worksheet prop thing on a clipboard, mm -hmm. finds that, and then sees some shadows moving down there and hears some moans. And he gets scared. And is about to run back up, but then there was a moment earlier where Leroy kind of tells him maybe he's not cut out for this. Maybe he's too scared. And so he feels like he has to psych himself up, be brave. He goes back yeah. down there and finds Spencer's dead body. <laughs> oh, my God. They made quick work of that. Yeah. And Spencer does have a gold coin in his hand. Mm. Uh, but he's very clearly dead. And for some reason, I think Fool is trying to get him out of there. He's like, I'm going to get you out of here. But he's a small little boy and this is an adult man and he's dead. And so uh -huh. <laughs> seems like a waste of energy at this point. But as he's trying to grab him, we see there's all these wood planks kind of fencing off a different part of the basement. And we're seeing some lights coming from back there and hearing some moans and eventually see a bunch of people just down there. We don't get a good look at them and they're just going like, oh, not saying what anything. Almost like zombies. I really don't like um, moaning. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not a nice sound. Although sometimes when you're sick, it feels really good to moan. I was going to say, when I heard, when you said mentioned Silas moaning, I was like, I don't know. I don't think I ever let myself just like moan. When I'm something it, about it, it feels really nice, uncomfortable, but I think that does sound nice. Lamaze breathing is mm. a thing for a reason, it doesn't work. But like <laughs> when you're giving birth, you need to like moan, you need to be like, Oh, like like, you need wow. to like I feel like it's out. not dissimilar to how we want a room to scream in a scream room, a padded. Yeah soundproof scream room it's like a release of something there's no choice but to do like a guttural scream and i feel like sometimes when you're really nauseous you want to moan too yeah. and yeah. also if you're a person 
trapped under the stairs. You might want to moan. You, you might, might want to moan. moan. You, you might want to let, let off some steam by moaning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so they start pulling Spencer's dead body under the wood uh, fence <gasps> thing. And Fool is uh, pulling it back, trying to grab it back, saying, no, no, like, what are you doing? He pulls it back and they had gotten his arm and his arm is all torn and eaten now. Ew! They were immediately chomping on him. This okay. obviously terrifies Fool, so he uh, jumps back, and then uh, one of the people down there jumps on him and is yelling, and it's very scary, and so he is able to throw him off, and he runs back up the stairs uh, to go into the house. When the stairs turn into a ramp, they flatten, and so he mm. slides all the way back down into the this basement. House is full of surprises. It's got mm-hmm. lots of little tricks and traps. <laughs> little, wow. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of work has been put into this house. <laughs> you think they could put a little TLC into cleaning it up? You know, true. Less it's so much work into it. Less tricks and traps, more just general tidying. Yeah. Tricks, traps, and tidy. Tricks, traps, and tidying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my goal for 2024. Less tricks and traps and more <laughs> general tidying. <laughs> uh, so he sees, he gets a good look at this one that jumped on his back. And it's hard to tell if this person is trying to hurt him or not because... He jumped on his back, which isn't a necessarily friendly gesture. Uh Uh-uh. But he's now not, like, attacking him. He's kind of got his hands up and he's just going like, oh, oh. But he can't speak, it seems. And so we don't know what he wants. Fool runs up the ramp. He just, like, gets enough momentum that he doesn't even need the stairs. He gets up, gets back into the house, and now sees Alice and tries to follow her. But as he does, he sees the Robesons coming home. Their car pulls into the driveway and Leroy has parked their van in their driveway, which I was like, this is so dumb if you're robbing a place to park in that place's driveway. So now they're parked parked in because the other car has pulled in behind them and the Robesons are home. Mommy and daddy are home. Mm Mm-mm. Fool runs to find Leroy and tells him, we got to get out of here. Spencer's dead. They're home. So they run downstairs trying to get out of there and they find the front door, which is different from the way they came in. There's like two entrances, thankfully. But they reach for the door handle and are immediately electrocuted. This is oh another another little chicken chap, little booby chap. And so they can't wow. open the front door. All the windows, by the way, are like reinforced none of them are breakable they're like bulletproof glass essentially that is uh bars on the windows they're not going to be able to get out of a window and because the robesons are home now they open the doors and let the dog in and so the dog runs in attacks leroy fool comes up with an idea grabs Leroy's hand as the dog is biting Leroy, touches that doorknob, electrocutes all three of them. <laughs> and That's such it, a fool. It stuns stuns the dog. Dog is down for the count for the time for the time being. Uh they both run upstairs. Uh Mr. Robeson obviously knows they they obviously know someone is in here 
And they're saying things like, there must have been that gas electrician guy. He must have had a friend. They like know that it was a scheme. Yeah. And so Mr. Robeson has his shotgun and mm. he, they're upstairs and Leroy hides in a closet and won't let fool in there with him. He's like, you find your own place. She's like, okay, asshole. So, but just as he closes himself in that closet, Mr. Robeson presses some button, flips a switch downstairs that locks every door in the house. It like goes into lockdown mode. Things slide over the windows. Who do you hire to do all of this? I don't know. And like, does that person ask any questions? Like, why mm -hmm. are you doing this? I mean, I guess maybe they can do it themselves, but it seems like a lot of particular knowledge you'd have to have. Yeah, they do. He's the Mr. Robeson seems like the type <laughs> that mm. might be into that yeah, kind he's of stuff. Clearly committed. Yeah. So all the doors are locked. Leroy's in a closet, but Fool did not make it in anywhere. So he's just out in the hallway with nowhere mm. to go into. And Mr. Robeson, Robeson is coming up the stairs. And then the same guy that jumped on Fool earlier bursts through a wall behind. Leroy in the closet, causing Leroy to like break through the front of it, screaming, I guess. And because it really scares him, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then uh, Mr. Robeson is right there, comes upstairs and shoots Leroy, kills him. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, bye, no. Bing. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And they are mommy and daddy are going yeehaw we got him we got him they start dancing they go oh, oh daddy oh daddy and they're dancing around celebrating killing him and it's very gross oh. but the good news is that they don't suspect that fool is in the house they think they was, there was just mm -hmm. one other person so they're mm -hmm. not necessarily uh checking like he was he was hiding like around a corner and so they haven't seen him they don't know that he's there and Fool finds a vent cover that flips open that's just big enough for him to crawl through. And so he goes into where the other guy in the walls is that we saw Alice feed earlier. There's one that's seemingly able to move around the whole house through the walls, where mm. the other ones are all confined to this basement Got under it. the stairs. And this is presumably the one who just did that to Ving and the one who jumped on his back. Yeah, I don't know why he did that to Ving. I think he to save been, Fool. He, yeah, maybe to save Fool. So Fool crawls in here and he finds some human remains and he's really chill about it. Doesn't scream, even though it's a very scary thing to see. Yeah. <laughs> he is crawling around in there and Mr. Robeson does hear someone in the walls, but he thinks it's the guy that's normally in the that's walls. That's in the walls. <laughs> yes. This is when it's nice to have somebody in the walls. Yes. And so that that the person in the walls, his name is Roach. And so he thinks it's Ugh. Roach and he's yelling out, Roach, like, I'm going to kill you. And Fool is crawling through little tunnels in between the walls, in between the rooms and finds an entrance into a room that Alice is in. I think it's the, the, just the bathroom and she's standing in there and she looks completely shocked and scared mm. and is not saying anything. And he says, haven't you ever seen a brother before? And she goes, I've never had a brother He's like, no, a black person. And she says no, because she's never left the house before. Oh, she's my never, God. Oh, my God. She's never been outside. And anyone who tries to get outside ends up in the basement. What the fuck? 
And she tells him that mommy and daddy tried to find a perfect boy child, but each one was so bad that daddy had to cut out the bad parts and keep them in the basement. Ew. So we're thinking they probably mostly have their tongues cut out, which is why they can't talk. What? And she tells him about Roach and says Roach got out and he drives daddy crazy, but he's my friend. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Fool is trying to figure out how to get out. She's basically like, you can't. There's no way to get out. As they're trying, he's trying, he's basically like, well, I'm going to get out. I'm going to figure out a way to get out. And I can help you get out as well. But at that moment, daddy comes upstairs. Here's their talking, got his shotgun. And he is now dressed in like head to toe bondage. He's oh, God. like covering his head and everything. It's really Surprising. Tris was not <laughs> expecting this. And he's yelling like, I know you're here. And it's unclear at this point if he knows that there's someone else there or if he's still hunting Roach. But uh, at this point, also, we see mommy downstairs feeding the dog Spencer's hand. Ew! <laughs> and at some point, the cops arrive they quickly, uh, mommy, you know, brushes herself off, goes outside and they're looking at the van that's parked there and she's saying, yeah, like I think someone broke in, but they're not here anymore. And the cops ask to come inside to, to search. And she says, no need. We searched the whole house. There's nobody here. And the cops obviously are like, not going to do shit. They're like, oh, like keep your doors locked, ma'am, and make sure you're safe out there. And she's like, oh, you can count on it. Cops leave. Ugh. Oh, like also fool is like banging on the windows while they're outside, but it's soundproof and it's that nobody Jeez, hears they it. Thought of everything. Uh, but while they're outside, they see in the van the Boy Scout outfit that he was wearing earlier and mm. now realize that he's part of the scheme as well. And so they head back inside. They know he's in there now, and they're like, he's in there with our little girl, our perfect angel. Mm, yeah. Gross. Yeah, the implication here being, I was like, this is like a birth of the birth of a nation. Like, I don't, mm. I don't like what's being applied here. But, uh, so they are still in this bathroom, and Roach opens up like a cabinet that he. There's a little hidden door in that they can go into, and so. Uh, they run in there and Mr. Robeson sends the dog in through that trapdoor as well. It's basically just like, kill them, kill them. And they're running through all these little passageways and uh, crawl spaces. And the dog's about to get to them when Roach pulls a lever and <gasps> the like ground be floor beneath the dog drops down to a slide, dropping him all the way back down into the kitchen. <laughs> where the Robesons are. This and is a Looney Tunes house. It's a Looney Tunes house. It's silly. Now Roach and Fool get into Alice's room and Alice, this is when she confirms to Fool that Roach's tongue is cut out because he like talked back. <sighs> are these like people they kidnapped? I feel are like they, that's like, their a, own children. That's uh, we're not sure. We're not sure. 
she is their actual daughter, we think. And these people, we don't know if they're also their children or not. I feel like because there's so many of them, we kind of assume some of them must be kidnapped. Maybe some are... People just like walked in like unsuspecting or came to the door or whatever. Yeah. These people are really weird. Really weird. And that's, I think, Fool says that. Really fucked up. He says to her, your dad's a real mother. And then he's like, your mother's a real mother too. (laughs) And... Mommy and daddy walk in and see them all in Alice's room and grab fool roach makes it out through the little trap door, but daddy shoots <laughs> the shotgun. It's not fun to say daddy in this. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. In this uh, setting, um, he shoots and it looks like maybe he gets Roach, like he shoots like right where he is, but Roach still is able to like crawl away, but it might have been a hit. We're not sure. Mr. Robeson grabs Fool, is taking him downstairs, throwing him down into the basement while Mrs. Robeson takes Alice and is screaming at her and takes her downstairs to mop up blood. I don't know whose blood it is. What what happened with blood Spencer's? downstairs? Yeah, maybe. It must be. But she's just like, clean up this filthy... She's like at a level 11. She's just absolutely losing her shit. And then she's like... Uh, Alice is in a nasty nightgown also, by the way. And, Great. And, but she now gets her nasty nightgown covered in blood because she's having to mop up all this blood. And then that sets... The, her mom off as well and she's like I get you this beautiful dress that I uh, I spent hours making and you get it covered in blood and she grabs her and drags her upstairs and runs a scalding hot bath this is like very oh, upsetting and like makes her get in the bath and like scrubs her skin raw as the oh, like Alice is like screaming in pain Mr. Oh. Robeson is downstairs with uh, Fool he's also shoved Leroy's dead body down there and he's basically skinning Leroy and cutting off chunks of Leroy what and fe- feeding it to the people under the stairs and oh they're all God. they're all like clamoring for it and he has blood on his mouth too so I guess he also ate it and is like says to fool like I like to keep him starving and so they're just like so hungry what? that they gobble up any of this human meat that they're given that seems I to be like that we've recently done several episodes of of people without tongues gobbling up nasty stuff. Yeah. I really don't like it. Yeah. It's not... Um... Do you think you would do it if you were that hungry? Or would you just let yourself die? Like, don't you think at a certain point you'd just be like, no, I'm going to die. But would, that, would you not be able to do that? I feel like I'd try it, but then you'd probably throw up. And the, but they probably have done that already, and then maybe you get used to it. <laughs> I think it totally depends on the context. <laughs> <laughs> I feel context like is everything here. I feel like your will to survive is stronger than you even want it to be. Like it is, yeah, but right? I just it's like read, too strong. I just read the Vaster Wilds by Lauren Groff, mm-hmm. which is a book that just came out, and in it there's cannibalism and. Man, I got to tell you, it does become a moral conundrum. Yeah. And I think that if it's someone, if it's someone who's been unjustly killed, you're not going to want to eat them if you were like their friend, even if you're starving. 
Yeah. You're not no, gonna, I do well, think you're not going to want to, but you still might do it. I don't know. That's Can a thing. you? This That's isn't their friend. This to. isn't their friend. This is someone. No, no, no. This, no, is, no. Just this is different. This is a different. We're, we're not talking about people under the stairs situation. Then yep. you don't know Oof. whose Oof. meat this is. <laughs> you know it's being handed to you. But as to whether you would want to live under the stairs, would you have the fortitude to starve yourself? Or would you want to just eat whatever is given to you? I think I'd probably eat it, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> but I, I think... I have no like, fucking idea. I feel like I get so hungry, even in just one day. If I like... <laughs> I know, I agree, I agree. But I think that if I was living under the yeah. stairs, I'd be like, I want to die. And so I'm going to do what I can to do yeah, to die. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, right? Like that's, I, but, but maybe you become like kind of feral, right? If, like, you're, if you want to live... That's they thing. do seem feral. Yeah, they're like definitely. And as we get better looks at them, they look almost like zombies in terms of their skin is slightly discolored and Ugh. just they're they don't look like normal humans like they're have gone through transformations from like being in here for so long. Yeah, well, they're certainly not getting their vitamins. No. Uh, so Mr. Robinson goes back upstairs. I think he throws Fool in the place with all the other people under the stairs, like mm -hmm. opens the like he's gonna be one door of them. and is throwing him in there like, yeah, he's going to be one of them. And they're all in there and they're all kind of approaching him. We're getting good looks at them now. They seem really scary, but also hard to say because we, they can't speak and they're all just kind of moaning and tr walking towards fool. So we don't know what to make of this. Mm. And then as this is happening, Leroy's body seems to reanimate and it's like, what? He was just being skinned. Yeah. It's like a bloody skinless body. That's like, Oh, and then it drops and we see that it's Roach playing a hilarious prank. Oh, okay. <laughs> Roach! You gotta have fun where you can find and it. And Fool yes. is like, oh, yes. thank God, Roach. And I was like, you're seeing your like friend's skinned alive, reanimated corpse and just immediately like, ha ha, good one. And I mean, Luger <laughs> wasn't a very good friend, I guess, to be fair. No, that is true. And I think he had I just I still don't think I'd find it funny. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, but Roach is able to get Fool out of this enclosure and... I don't know why he doesn't get all of them out, but he doesn't. He just gets fool out. And Mr. Robeson hears something happening again, sends the dog down. We see that Roach has, in fact, been shot and it doesn't look good. Mm. He's bleeding out and he takes fool into another one of the crawl spaces. So they're somewhere in a little uh, crawl space and... Roach is losing steam, looks like he's bleeding out, and he hands Fool a little sack filled with gold coins. Like oh, the, coins. You, the coins! I completely forgot about the coins. The coins are here, and he's writes on the wall in dust, Alice. So in his little dying mm. moments, he's just Aww. saying, like, go, like, save Alice as Aww. well. Roach is so sweet. Roach is so sweet. Yeah, and then Roach dies. Oh, Roach. And Fool goes back up into 
Alice's room. I think the dad is in there being like very creepy with her and just like, you've been such a bad girl, such a bad girl today. And the dog is really barking at the door because it knows that fool is in the vent in her room. And dad opens the door and is like, shut the fuck up and slams the door in the dog's face. But in that like Mm -hmm. moment of distraction, fool gets into the room, punches him in the dick. (laughs) In the dick. Whoa. Yeah. And grabs Alice and they go into the walls again. All right, fool. They are hiding quietly because the dad's listening, trying to see if he can pinpoint where they are. And then fool has to sneeze and he's like i gotta sneeze i gotta sneeze oh no and sneezes and this is a scene in the matrix as well the matrix ripped off people under the stairs Mm. i feel like i've been referencing the matrix in like every single recap we've done lately (laughs) i did yes um it just is a reference point for me uh, for everything for everything i have to find a connection in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the dad lets the dog into the wall again. So the dog is chasing them and he attaches a like knife to the shotgun, making it a bayonet and is mm. just stabbing through the wall where he thinks fool is. He could be stabbing his daughter. He's really not thinking. This He's through. really not thinking it through. Fool is being attacked by the dog, fi- like fighting off the dog and Puts the dog against the wall, and the, do- <gasps> the dog gets stabbed. And uh, I it- mean, you hate to see it, but I guess in this context, you know better than the alternative. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to see a dog die. Regardless, it's not the dog's fault. But and I gotta say, this dog was a great actor. I was very impressed by oh, this dog wow. performance. I've recently said how Anatomy of the Fall Anatomy of a Fall has like the best mm. dog performance I've ever seen. I think People Under Stairs is is in that conversation. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's huge. Huge, huge, huge. Two, the two best dog acting jobs I've ever seen. Over 30 years difference there. Yeah. In times I mean I'm not easily impressed. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the Mr. Robeson pulls the bayonet out of the wall, sees it's dripping blood and cackles, ha ha, gotcha, and goes down to tell his wife. Does he for a moment consider that could have been his daughter's blood? No. Yeah. Okay. No. no. And he, he does hear fool moaning at the time of the stabbing because I feel like he's also being attacked by a dog so he maybe thinks he huh. hears fool die and uh he tells uh mrs robeson and she says prove it like i need to see proof so they go back into the room they break that part of the wall down and out falls their dog and the dog's name is prince and mommy yells you killed prince she's just constantly screaming (laughs) uh and now alice and fool have made it up to the very top of the house in the attic there is one window that opens fool says great we can get out this this way and she says no there's nothing to hang on to it's a straight drop and it's too high 
And Fool had noticed earlier when he was uh, in the Boy Scout uniform and like scoping out the place that there's a little pond, like a small, small lake. Mm. Uh, And he's like, I think we can slide down the roof. The lake is right there. And she's like, what if it's not deep enough? He's like, I don't know. It's our best option right now. He's not wrong about that. Yeah. So he slides down the roof. He's calling Alice to come after him. Alice is really scared, doesn't want to do it. And then uh, mommy and daddy get into the room. <gasps> oh, jeez. And Fool slides off and and Alice doesn't. And Fool like calls out like, I'm coming, but I'll be back for you, Alice. And runs away. He The, the lake was deep enough to... to uh he wasn't injured or anything and so um great fucking plan yeah so the dad does like run out with the shotgun and try to chase him but then the mom comes out and is saying like what are you thinking shooting outside are you insane and it makes him come back inside and then is going like daddy's such a bad boy daddy what are you thinking daddy and <laughs> Ugh, I hate that. Go back inside. Uh, and now we see Fool has has made it home. He is showing his grandpa the gold. We're not immediately talking about Alice for some reason, <laughs> but his grandpa confirms this is enough for rent until the year two thousand. And hospital so bills, far away. everything will be... I still think be- you guys should move if these people are your landlords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. You'd be like paying them that money. <laughs> uh, so the grandpa is telling them that, yeah, this is this is a lot of money. And they're talking about the Robesons. And he, grandpa is saying how... That family's always been off for generations. They've just been, it started as a funeral home and then they started getting into real estate and they got richer and the more money they got, the greedier they got. And then he's like, those siblings are the worst. And he's like, siblings. (laughs) And he confirms that, yes, mommy and daddy are actually brother and sister. They're brother and sister. They're brother and sister. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not good. <laughs> that is not good. It got worse. It, every, wow, the situation got worse. Yeah. Um, but I really do want to emphasize their performances are are really over the top and insane in, in I think, uh-huh, a very fun uh-huh. way. Well, they were having a lot of fun, as we've heard. They were having a lot of fun. We got and to so remember that. Nice. We got to just remember that. They're it was fun for them. Twin Peaks, they're doing similar styles of acting as their Twin Peaks roles. And I don't really know why Fool is not being more adamant about, like, we got to go over there or someone has to go over there. So, but he, yeah. he he is, but he says it later to his sister. They're not really. T- that's not the focal point of the first conversation he has. Yeah, it should have been an immediate. I would have thought. I would have thought yeah. that would be a higher priority than how much is this gold worth. Yeah, but then he says to his sister. I think maybe his grandpa says something like, you got to stay away from that house. But I feel like he didn't explain the situation maybe well enough. Hmm. 
But Fool, once again, feels the burden on his shoulders and says, I got to do something about this. Somebody has to do something about this. And he heads outside and he's marching down the street. And we're thinking he's going like straight to the house by himself. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes to a payphone and he calls the police. (laughs) I really liked that. And the police arrive at the house and the Robesons are putting on a show a, a real show the place is all of a sudden really clean i would i would assume that once someone escapes your house that has seen the things that they have seen you would be like okay well the police are coming soon <laughs> that is a good point yeah so yeah. i think they've been spending this entire time making everything really look good and uh everything seems totally normal we mm. did find out that the people under the stairs have been lightly tranquilized for the past couple hours or whatever, like for this time. They, they, so mm. no one's making any noise. Cops aren't hearing everything. Everything seems to be in order. And then they see Alice's room and say, I thought you said you didn't have a daughter. I can't remember why they say they don't have a daughter. I guess because if they saw Alice, she would be like, help me. (laughs) Uh So Alice is probably also locked away somewhere. But they find her room and they're like, well, what's this? And they have a story at the ready of Alice left us years ago and we but we couldn't bear to take her bedroom down so it feels like she's still with us and she always will be. (laughs) Ugh. Uh, and the police are totally satisfied with this and they leave and they're like, well, sorry for bothering you, ma'am. Oh, because Fool had told the police, he's like, I need to report a case of child abuse. And Mm. so the cops are now like, well, there's no children here. So obviously this was incorrect. They leave. We hear Mrs. Robeson say to her brother (laughs) that daddy daddy that uh because a lot of the doors were open because normally they keep everything on absolute lockdown constantly she's like do you think any of them got away and he's like no they're they're pretty heavily tranquilized it'll be good and they're turning all the lights off now it's bedtime and she's saying good night daddy he says good night mommy they're saying their prayers together. Um, they obviously sleep in the same bedroom. <laughs> and instead of one of them, one of the people under the stairs getting out, we see that fool has gotten in. And so even though he did a smart thing earlier, he's still no fool in, in the house by himself yet again. And he grabs a gorgeous fire poker. Would a fool grab a fire poker? Uh, Absolutely not. I don't think so. And he follows the noises of mommy and daddy's prayers and gets to their bedroom and sees that it is a tape recording playing their voices. And daddy in his head head to toe leather outfit lunges out at fool. But... A fire poker is an unparalleled weapon, I think, and Fool is able to, uh, he hits them both and they are, uh, fall down and it gives him a head start to be able to run downstairs and when they run down, they can't find him and they're like, what the fuck? Like the doors are locked. He couldn't get out. What's going on? Where is he? 
He's got to be in here somewhere. They go back upstairs and we see that he is hiding in the chimney. He's crawled like into the fireplace and has like pressed himself up. Oh, nice. In the chimney. Is this a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah. Santa? And so he shimmies up the chimney to the attic. There's like a missing brick. And we see that Alice is chained up in the attic. Oh, no. But she's chained to the bricks of the chimney. So he's able to pop out the brick from the other side that she's chained to, which like lets her loose. Whoa. And he's, they're trying to pop out as many bricks as they can so that he can crawl out of the chimney to where she is. But then uh, daddy's coming up the stairs. So she puts her hands back up where they were chained and acts like everything's normal. Mm -mm. Daddy comes in and we hear mommy going, daddy, come back down here and help me to bed. And so Ew. daddy goes back downstairs. And Fool gets in now. They pop out enough bricks that he's able to get into the attic with her. And he's telling her that his grandpa told him that these are not her real parents and that they kidnapped her and that she is not related to them. And so she's ready to get out of there now, too. And I mean, she's been ready, but. Yeah. Now she's extra like, all right, yeah, fuck this place. <laughs> and Fool makes a like a run for the attic window that you can slide down into the lake from how they got out last last time. Al stops him, says, first thing my dad or first thing he did, not my dad, uh, after you left was drain the lake and fill it with broken glass. <laughs> so yeah. our one exit is not available anymore. He was wrong to think that he would be able to use the same escape twice. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got to figure something else out. They climb into the chimney and climb all the way up and out of it onto the roof. And then mommy and daddy are in their bedroom, with, which also has a fireplace on the second floor. So there's a fireplace on the first floor and the second floor connected by the same chimney mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they make noise so that they get their attention and uh, daddy sticks his head in the fireplace and is looking up and they start dropping <gasps> bricks down on him nice oh. and knock him out and then mommy's in there screaming up at them with the shotgun now so they, oh, well, they drop yeah. down like as fast as they can again like the matrix and <laughs> and just like land on her really hard the matrix was 100 percent inspired by this movie everything about it i bet it was a little bit inspired uh so they land on mommy really hard and kind of knock her out fool keeps going down or no they both now go down to the first floor and through the chimney and fool tells Alice to go out through I don't know some door that I was like well I didn't know that there was a door that we could get out of here but it seems like Alice is heading somewhere to relative safety hopefully while fool is like I'm gonna go get everybody out of the basement oh Alice is in the living room alone when mommy comes down and mm. finds her no 
and she's screaming at her. And then there's a knock at the door. And they're like, maybe it's the police again. So mommy is like completely looks so crazy. She's got like blood on her and like dust from the fireplace, ash and stuff. And she's got a gun in her hand and she just like kind of tries to brush herself off to look normal when she, she like holds the gun behind her back and then opens the door and it's Ruby fool's sister. Mm. And she starts yelling at her and is uh, uh, Ruby starts. She's basically saying like, Oh, we're tenants of the, um, neighborhood that you're trying to run us all out of town and I just want to see what you have to say for yourself. Mommy slams that door in her face and we see that daddy has found Fool in the basement. Is holding him at gunpoint now with a shotgun again and says, kiss your ass goodbye, boy. And then all these lights shine in his eyes and he can't see anything all of a sudden. He's like, oh, and all the all the people under the stairs have flashlights. There's like a funny line earlier where Alice says, like, they all have flashlights, so they have some something to do. <laughs> like something to do. And she like says something about the flashlights, like, it's not so bad. They all have flashlights. <laughs> and uh so <laughs> He gets momentarily blinded by all these flashlights, which gives uh, Fool a chance to get away. And Fool, I think, runs in with the people under the stairs at this point. And there's another knock at the door. She answers it again. And now it's uh, the grandpa and Ruby. And they're saying, like, you're ruining our community. And uh, Mrs. Robeson says, there's no community here. Or she says, all, she's like about to drop the N-word. You like get the, she's like, all I see is a bunch of, and you're, and as she's like about to say it, there's like the whole town comes around the corner and like all of the residents from the neighborhood are there. And Alice drops down from the ceiling, like a little crawl space on top of mommy, knocks her out again. And everyone like sees Alice sympathetically and is like, oh my God, all the rumors were true. Like there's just like little children being held uh captive in here ruby makes it inside they're going to try to find fool fool is telling all the people under the stairs like i want to get you out of here you guys need to like feel the sunshine on your face again and like you can you still have a life ahead of you and Aww. all of the people under the stairs are like ooh, ooh, they can't say anything and one of them is signaling to him that he's like holding his hands open like he wants to give him something and he leads him to this vault of treasure filled with money and coins like so much gold and fool uh is you know shocked to see this so it's a lot of money and or he says something like oh like this is why there's no money in the projects like they have all the money and uh we cut back to Alice and mommy are in the kitchen mommy's attacking Alice with a knife knocks her down onto the stairs and is like stabbing at her with this massive knife. And she's like realized that she's been, Fool has turned Alice against her and is now like, uh -huh, well, uh -huh. there's. And a bunch of people have seen what's going on in there. Yeah, and she's, she's like, okay, okay, so yeah, I just have to kill Alice now. And 
as she's got her pinned down on the stairs, hands burst through the stairs and the people under the stairs start bursting through different parts of the walls and like attacking mommy and biting her and uh, uh, they're like chasing her around the house for a bit and they chase her into Alice is holding the knife that her mom has and the mom basically like runs into the knife stabs herself in the stomach essentially okay and she says to Alice you hurt your mother Alice says you're not my mother never were Mm. Mrs. Robeson says then burn in hell and tries like she's like still gonna kill her but then all the uh, people under the stairs crowd in crowd around her pin her down and basically eat her alive whoa sure 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 because they are cannibals Mm -hmm. uh daddy was i think knocked out in the basement but he's he's come to and he's Mm. still in his bondage Bondage. (laughs) and he sees her he comes upstairs and sees this and goes mommy and he runs back down to fool in the basement who has found all of his treasure. There's also a lot of explosives in this room for some reason. Sure, at, sure. At some point, Alice said that he keeps a lot of explosives around just in case. <laughs> so <laughs> All his traps and tricks. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, uh, Mr. Robeson is, is looking for fool, and he hears little coins dropping, and he goes, I know what you're doing. You're counting your money, and you're... F- flipping it through your fingers. He's like, I've done the same thing. And he's following the noise of it and rounds a corner. And it's like a candelabra with coins dug into different points of each candle so that as it melts and hits the coin, a coin drops. That is incredibly elaborate. A very, very smart plan. To do in the past... 30 seconds yeah Yeah. 45 seconds (laughs) yeah but it worked and so he's now uh i mean i don't know then fool does pop out but he's got the wires to the explosives and is holding them like if you like i don't want to kill you but i will there's explosive why do you have so many explosives down here (laughs) and basically tells him to drop his gun and give it up and and it's clear that daddy's not going to do that. And Mm-mm. so Fool tells him to, he says, well, then kiss your ass goodbye. Presses those wires together. It explodes. Fool is also directly next to the explosion, but it doesn't yeah. seem to, he doesn't seem too worried about that. And he does survive and he's totally fine. Okay. So cool. Whereas I, daddy and mommy are both dead. And Okay. All right. Because this explosion, it's a huge explosion and it causes all the money to fly into the air and all the residents of the neighborhood are outside. And so everyone's like catching money and cheering (laughs) and all the people under the stairs come out and they're like catching money and like liking. I was going to say they definitely deserve some of that money. Yeah. And so every it's like turns into a party. This like music comes on and (laughs) like everyone's like grabbing money out of the air and cheering. And it's like, woo, we see that Alice is okay. Fool's okay. Oh, Alice like runs to fool's side and is like, like, are you okay? How are you feeling? And Fool has this unreadable expression. He goes, I feel like a million bucks. 
and mm. everyone's partying and dancing, and this is the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, what a Whoa. happy ending. It was so surprisingly happy. That never happens in a horror movie. I know. I also, I was really not expecting the people under the stairs to be the heroes. I know. No, me either. So that's they, they nice. They got what they deserved. Yeah, and a, a nice little redistribution of wealth via explosion, yeah, via, via money explosion. explosion. And I like that the money is coins. I'm picturing coins. coins. Yeah, it's Pirates like, of the Caribbean, yeah, yes, like exactly. the, the chest of coins. It's like exactly like, I was a little confused as to why they deal in coins. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe yeah, they explained sure. it at some point, I guess. Oh, wow. That was the 90s, you know, everybody had coins. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody <laughs> lived happily ever after. Wow. It was what the a 90s, triumph. Though, so this wasn't a big time for therapy, unfortunately, because you'd love to no, think because, that they'd all you know, go into therapy. Is not okay. No. None of those people under the stairs are okay. No, they're not it okay at all. It feels like a very coins prescient no coins. film, a very prescient or very knowing film to be made in the 1991. There weren't a lot of films being made that like explored racism in that way yeah right yeah especially among housing because like mm -hmm. housing is where a lot of racism happened for a lot of years it's just like the institutionalized mm -hmm. way that it affects yeah those communities yeah it's i mean and we've talked about in horror like representation of black people in general and horror is like so especially in the you know 90s and prior to that it's like that was not normally good representation mm -hmm. super one note yeah and so yeah i thought this this was a cool message cool message happy and ending a happy ending yeah i and fucking love like a pretty happy fun ending. time but can you like call a pretty fun time you know, in Shakespeare, you call a tragedy a tragedy because everyone dies, or a comedy because someone gets married in the end. Can mm -hmm. you call a horror movie a horror movie if it's a happy ending? <laughs> it does take some of the horror out of it, for sure. It definitely does. But I mean, you no, know. it's definitely horrific, but I'm just saying. I mean, are there any rules we want to state about a happy ending or no happy ending, you know? I think, it can, I think it can still be a horror movie. It does. Get Out kind of has a happy ending. Yeah. What does? Get Out. Yeah. I would still call that horror. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Horror's going to have mm -hmm. happy endings, but it's less common, I feel like. And I tend to prefer a sad ending. You know me. Yeah. They definitely rarely end in a big money party. No. Yes. I did love to see <laughs> it, though, because you never see I, it. It sounds very fun. Yeah. Coins raining down from the sky, but he dancing in the street. <laughs> it would hurt. It would hurt to have a coin hit it's you. It's a little bit scary. I don't know if the coins were flying. It was like it was dollar bills that were flying, and then the, the coins were maybe oh, already... I didn't like, know there even were dollar bills. Oh, yes, I was there expecting... Was both. I was it's picturing like, just coins. It's, it's a lot of bills, and then a lot of coins, and so... I think it's basically just the bills flying from the sky and then uh, you got to go and grab the coins from coins the, ground. the ground. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> really fun. Really fun for everyone. Really fun. Yeah. So much so, fun. Great timing for that to be the night that the neighborhood decided to finally gather together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A block party. Yep. Love it. Thank you, patrons. No, I have been really patrons. curious about time. this one. And I'm was... very curious for a Jordan Peele produced remake mm -hmm. yeah me too 
I will be watching it. We will be that covering very it interesting. here. Watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> and uh, we love you guys a lot. I guess I'll just scream the outro. Yeah, I think you should just scream. <laughs> From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if one episode a week just is not enough for you, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast to become a patron and receive all sorts of extra goodies from us, including bonus episodes, reactions and more and no matter what we will see you right here next week for another episode we love you so much bye that was a headgum podcast <laughs>